I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my team business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. Okay, Rockstar Nation, do you want to talk about leads today? We are going to hyper-focus today on leads, conversions, and making commissions, or not, with leads. I have Sam Monreal from Austin, Texas on the line. He's Vice President of Business Development at Rockerbox, which is an online lead conversion platform, and it is blowing up the industry. And he's written a book, and this guy knows what he's talking about. If, if you talk about a one thing, his one thing is real estate lead conversion. I mean, that's what he eats, breathes, and drinks every day. And uh, he's got some fascinating theories of where the market's going with this, where the market is with this, and how real estate agents can make more money with lead conversion. So we're going to jump right into it. Sam, welcome to Pat Ivan Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hey, Sam, why don't you just give everybody a little bio on you so they can get to know you a little bit better? Absolutely. So um, I got my start in real estate on the other side of the equation. I was a mortgage broker, uh, ran a, a, a small mortgage uh, team in Austin right up in the lead up to the uh, financial crisis of 2008-2009. Uh, that's actually where I very first got my start in picking up the phone and sort of smiling and dialing, to use a, a term that people like to throw around. I got into the mortgage business. I didn't really know anybody. I didn't know any real estate agents. Uh, at that time, though, interest rates were really, really low. They had dropped this significantly. This was what, 6, 2006 or so? It was more like 2003, 2002, okay. that, that cool. era. So you had some run there, yeah. Yeah, so you know, I didn't know anybody, but I knew interest rates were low. So I literally would go into the classified ads section of the newspaper. This is how long ago there's still classified ads. And, you know, any time I saw somebody that had a home for rent, I would basically call the classified ad and say, hey, I noticed that you've got a vacancy in your property right now. Would you like to refinance your home, maybe skip a month's payment, get a lower rate, you know, while you're looking for your new tenant? So that, that's basically how I initially grew my mortgage practice. And it and it uh, gave me the confidence to pick up that 500 pound phone and do it over and over and over again every single day. 500 pound um, phone, I love that. <laughs> so uh, when I got, uh, when I switched over to the other side and started working in real estate, I worked uh, with a, you know, young, hard charging real estate team here in Austin uh, led by Tim Heil. And there I ran the lead generation department of that team you know, we grew that business really, really fast. We were, uh, the last year I was with the team, we were number 1,300 roughly on the Inc. 5,000 fastest growing uh, businesses in the U.S. And that's all businesses, not just real estate. And what, what were you doing? You were an agent for the for Tim Heil team or what were you doing? Really what I was doing over there was running our entire lead generation operation. Okay. So all of our marketing, we had 10 full-time ISAs. Um, that's inside sales agents. We had, you know, huge online lead generation, uh, you know, all of our 33 touch for our repeat and referral. Anything that was about keeping that top of the funnel full was was on my plate. Okay, that's awesome. And, and so, so obviously you got mass experience there 
And then you uh, decide to go out and open up your own company, Rockerbox, right? That, uh, uh, you know, with your partner that basically hyper-focuses on helping others do what Tim was doing in-house, you know? Right. And so at Rockerbox, what we focus on is, is converting online real estate leads. So, you know, you talk about being, uh, you use the term one thing earlier in the call, and we're pretty hyper-focused at Rockerbox. We really specialize in doing one thing and doing it exceptionally well. And so we're specific to the Boomtown lead generation platform. So all of our clients are on Boomtown, which is one of the largest lead generation uh, platforms for the real estate industry. And, you know, we work all of their incoming leads. So they may be generating leads on Google AdWords or Facebook or Zillow or Trulia or Realtor.com. Wherever they may be generating those leads, they get pulled into that platform, and that's where our team's work begins. That's where we really focus on making sure that we're executing the activities that are going to convert these leads at the highest level. Mm, wow. And so just so people have a better understanding, what is a rocker box? Yeah, so uh, great segue there, Pat. It's like you've done this before. <laughs> a rocker box is an old gold mining implement. So back in the you know, 1800s, a gold miner would be panning for gold. And basically what they had is this device with a bunch of different filters or sieves, if you will. And they would dump a you know, big load of dirt up in the top and shake it through this contraption. And then what was left was you know, the little flakes and nuggets of gold. So that's essentially what we're trying to do at Rockerbox is take this big pile of dirt that you get with your online real estate leads and filter it down to the folks that are actually really engaged in the home buying or home selling process. And again, all the tire kickers out of the way, getting all of the um, 555 phone numbers and the you know Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck that people register on these websites for, and, and really to, to find the, the handful of folks that are actually wanting to purchase a home and need the assistance of a real estate professional. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about like how your industry, your rocker box industry, the need for a rocker box has become necessary, whereas 15 years ago, there was no real need for a rocker box. The way I see it is uh, 15 years ago, if you got a listing and someone called off the sign, there was a really good chance that uh, they were serious, that they wanted to see it, that they were, you know, had good credit because credit, you know, certainly the amount of people with, with screwed up credit is, has blown up crazy in this right. country, that they, that you probably could figure out a way to, to get them a mortgage and that they were serious about it because they picked up that 500 pound phone and called. And if they weren't, that you would be able to build rapport with them because they hadn't contacted a million other agents because they didn't know about a million other agents because there was no internet, really, or much internet. And uh, so the only really way that they've had interaction with agents is through maybe through an open house or other calls they made. So there wasn't, you know, a ton of them. And uh, so there was a really good chance that they you would make a commission off of an a call off of your sign. So it was kind of like the gold miner going into the creek and just feeling with their hands uh, blindly and uh, f pulling up rocks and saying, here's a piece of gold <laughs> right. versus putting a ton of rocks in the rocker box, shaking it, shaking it, dumping it out, doing it again, doing it again, dumping it out. And then finally getting a little tiny piece of gold if that makes sense, if that's an analogy, would you say that that is probably accurate of where the real estate lead business and the conversion business is today? Absolutely, Pat. And so uh, for, for those in your audience that are a little more eggheady, I'm going to break down some actual numbers uh, for you guys here to, to really explain and put a pretty fine point on what it is that we're experiencing in the industry when it comes to online real estate leads. So in uh, my book, Conversion Secrets, we sort of reference, or we, we specifically reference, this bubble in the real estate industry that no one's talking about. Okay, so Re a, when you say a bubble, it's a pretty serious accusation, right? I mean, you're, you're saying um, this bubble, something's going to pop. That's what a bubble is, right? Correct. Okay, so, so, so go ahead. So explain 
first of all, how this bubble formed and, and what, this, what this bubble is that no one knows about. Okay, great. So let me start by giving you some, some factual details here. So if you went and looked at the online lead real estate industry in 2007, so, so we're only talking, you know, basically eight, nine years. Yeah, ago. yeah. In 2007, uh, roughly about 5 million homes a year sold in the U.S. Well, at that time, we were generating somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 15 million online real estate leads. So what, what happened is it's like you described, you know, it seemed like everybody that One was registered for these- one and three. Yeah. Now here's the here's the curious thing, you know, and maybe I'm dating myself. You know, you're talking uh, 2007. We're already 17, so let's just give it 10 years, right? Right. Tw- 20 years. This number was probably, and I'm kind of jumping the gun here. This number was probably one and one. Like the amount of people that called probably equaled the amount of people that bought, uh, or people that were calling eventually bought. Very few n- didn't buy. By 20 years ago, 10 years fast forward, you're saying three people called, one bought, right? Essentially, that's right. Three million, so- one, you're saying 15 million versus, versus 5 million, right? 5 million sales, 15 million leads, right? And, and so, you know, the, here's a specific statistic from the National Association of Realtors. Okay, break it down. According to the NAR, in 2007, the average real estate team had a 385 percent ROI from their online ad spend. Okay, 38.5. Yeah. I'd be real curious to see what 1997 was. You know what I mean? So, but it doesn't matter. So, 30 so we're going we're going we're going 2007 fast forward 10 years later what's it now? Pat, this is one of the interesting things is that, you know, 2007 compared to 2015 or, or 20 yeah, 2015, we're still selling about 5 million homes per year nationally. The number of homes that get sold every single year really doesn't change that much year over year. You know, some ups, some downs based on good market, bad market, but it really kind of bounces around that number. Okay. Well, well, the difference in the number of online leads being generated is it's more in the neighborhood of 120 to 130 million. So wait a minute, Sam. You're saying since 2007 – We've gone from 15 million leads to 125 million leads? Roughly, yep. So let's say 8x, right? Or for round numbers, almost 10 times. So you're saying there's almost 10 times as many leads now. Absolutely. What, what, what is a lead? So let's define that. So people are thinking in their head, what the, how could you say that? What is a lead? Well, so really what this, what this change in what a lead meant came from this proliferation of all of these different websites and lead generation platforms that either, you know, there were a lot of companies that realized really quickly that there was a lot of money to be made in selling leads, and I'm using air quotes here, selling leads to realtors and so just more and more and more people got into the business and real estate agents kind of a, a race to the bottom. Every real estate agent created their own lead generation platform. You know, they went out and got a commissions inc or a conversion or a boomtown or tiger leads or something like that to generate their own leads. And, you know, the Google and Facebook and these different platforms that have people's eyeballs had no problem using their ad networks to generate leads. Well, well, what really happened is these websites got smart and realized that in order to capture as many leads as possible, they would make giving your information over a requirement of continuing to search. Sure. So you may, so you may go to a website and you're looking for homes in your neighborhood and after you click on the fourth home, it puts up a squeeze form that says to continue searching, enter your first name, last name, and email address and phone number. So you're saying a lead then is basically anybody that fills out a form online. And you're also saying that, uh, you know, from these numbers that either one of two things has to be happening. Either you've got 10 times as many buyers as you do sellers, which would create a, a massive seller's market where just the prices would be going through the roof and you'd have 10 offers on every house, which we know is not the case 
you know, throughout the, you know, the United States, uh, you know, maybe in some markets, but very few, right? So that's not the case. So then the, the alternative is the case is these people that are filling out forms are not quote unquote real buyers, are not the ones that actually buy. Nine out of 10 never buy a house. Well, and in addition to that, Pat, you also have these people, they're not really loyal to any specific website. You know, whenever they want to search for homes again, they just did do what they did the first time. They go to Google, search for homes for sale in XYZ town, and, you know, whatever next website comes up, they just click on that one. And then when they're presented with a squeeze form, they give out their information again to keep searching. So this same real legitimate buyer may just have registered at six or seven or eight different platforms. And then you've got the aggregators, you know, the, uh, the Zillow's and Trulia's and Realtor.com's of the world that will sell the same lead to multiple agents. So, you know, that's that same registration, but it's living in, you know, three different agents' ecosystems as a, again, quote unquote, lead. So this is how we got into a situation where we have all of these different registrations being called and represented as leads when either they're the same person over and over again or they're a bunch of not real buyers. Okay. And that number that I said uh, is actually not accurate. I just kind of said 9 out of 10. But in actually what it is is 26 out of one, meaning – you know, if you got 130 million leads and you have 5 million sales, if you get 26 leads, one is actually going to buy a house. And that's not even saying one is going to buy a house from you. That's just one is going to buy a house in general. God only knows what it is going to buy a house from you, depending on how good you are. But that, that probably will drop it down another 90%, right? I mean, that you're going to be able to actually one in, do you have any idea what that, what that number would be? You know, one in 26 buys a house. What's the percentage of that one in 26 actually buying from you? Yeah. So the, the numbers that I consistently see, and again, um, everybody hold on to their stockings here. The average real estate team that I come across is converting their online real estate leads about a half a percent. So you generate 100 leads, you're selling half a house. Yeah. So, okay. But the question, I guess, would be, that's the answer from the gross, would be a half a percent. Right. So that thir- okay. And so what this has led to is in 2015, according to NAR, again, uh, as an industry, we had, so in 2007, we had a 38.5% positive ROI on our online ad spend. In 2015, it was a negative 32% ROI on our online ad spend. So from a positive 38.5% to a negative 32% in, in just about the space So of, you're of saying that years. agents out there in mass are spending more money than they're making on internet leads. Yep. <laughs> By negative 32%. Correct. And that's why I and they don't even know it. How do people not even know it? Well, Pat, this may not surprise you, but there are a lot of folks in our industry that don't know their numbers that well, and you know, just sort of exist in this realm of of looking at their business in terms of feeling and in terms of it seems like, and never really doing the investigative work to determine where it is that they actually stand. And, and really, they'll just continue spending what they've always spent, thinking that they're getting the return that they've always got. Hmm. That's interesting. You know, now, and, and, and here's the thing. This, this is hitting home a lot because, you know, I was going over uh, some numbers with my partner, Mike Sloan, in, in the real estate team that he runs uh, back home for me. And, you know, I was looking at all this money we're, uh, that we're spending on real estate leads, right? On, right. on leads. And then I was looking at the sales from the buyer agents. And I was like, and Mike sells himself, you know, he sell, he listens, sells himself and he does an extremely good job. And I said, I was like, you know, a lot of, a lot of our sales, Mike, are coming from you, you know? And I said, actually, if you took the amount of money we spent and just divided up between the buyer agents, we're spending a lot of money per buyer agent. And, and I had this thought, I said, wouldn't it make sense 
rather than just throwing, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars in a huge pot and divvying it up into all the buyer agents is just to give each buyer agent a budget and say, I'm going to give you, you know, this zip code in realtor.com, or I'm going to give you this, you know, thing with Zillow or whatever. And this is all you're getting. And it's worth a thousand a month. And you have to do something with this thousand a month. It just, to me, it made logical sense just to say each agent gets a thousand a month, you know, and then they have to uh, put their money where their mouth is or kind of prove themselves with that thousand a month rather than throwing a hundred grand in this big pot and letting it recycle in all of them. I don't know. That's just a thought that I had, but. I think that's a really interesting experiment because I think, Pat, uh, another reason why there are a lot of teams out there that don't really realize how bad this systemic issue is. You know, I talked to a guy the other day who said, oh, well, I guarantee my agents 30 leads a month. I said, okay, well, you know, where are those leads coming from? There's different lead quality that comes into play with the different sources out there. And he's like, oh, I just have to get them 30 leads a month. I mean, so, so that's what the terms of what he was thinking is, you know, could it be a Craigslist lead? Could it be, you know, a sign call? I mean, obviously, those are on two complete opposite ends of the spectrum. But for him, it was yeah. just the number. Mm. It was just the number. And so, you know, that's, that's one of the things where being in, in many cases, uh, a collection of small businesses and medium-sized businesses still make up our industry. And so they don't have a lot of the formal thought processes that go into thinking about their leads. And this is kind of why I, I call it a bubble. The online lead, real uh, the online real estate lead bubble, because eventually, you know, everybody will will clue in. And, and particularly if we go through any type of market correction, it's really going to throw this whole uh, online real estate lead machine into a frenzy. Because you know, people really won't be paying for those leads anymore if the market is bad or is, it has has changed in any respect. Have you ever lost a listing? Have you ever just kind of gotten kicked in the stomach because you felt sure that you got a listing and uh, the rapport was incredible and then they call and tell you they listed with somebody else or even worse, they send you an email and tell you they've chosen someone else. It hurts, man. I know it's happened to me tons of times and I hated it. And um, so because of that, I created a product called a certified listing agent. I got the eight top listing agents in the world and recorded their listing appointments. Everything, no holds barred, no secrets here, everything. And then after each listing appointment, we uh, discussed it and uh, created a course out of it. It's uh, over 10 hours of intense uh, video and it's for you to watch and never lose a listing again. Check it out. There's a lot of free samples. You can go in and see kind of what it's like before you uh, sign up for it. Uh, RebusUniversity.com. We also got the the uh, highly popular CTA, Certified Team Agent with Jeff Cohn. And that is how to build a massive team. How Jeff went from 80 to 580 units in four years. And uh, what he does behind the scenes. What forms he uses. How his systems are run. Everything on the CTA, Certified Team Agent. And many things to come. If, you, if you're interested, go to uh, rebusuniversity.com. Put yourself on the mailing list there. Uh, we have a price reduction course. We have a 101 ways to get uh, real estate leads for free. We have an ISA course coming out. Uh, a lead handling course. Not, not how to lead generate. There's, there's a ton of courses that other people do on that, but this is how to efficiently capture leads and work with them. So uh, they have a couple of courses coming out on that aspect. So anyways, RebusUniversity.com. Check it out, guys. You'll be glad you did. Now on uh, with the show. So at what point do they realize that? I mean, you're saying, hey, you know, most agents don't pay attention to their numbers, right? And then they just get their, their hyper focus on leads, which makes sense. It's like the GCI, which I like to call the ECI, ego commission income. We call this, <laughs> you know, the ego 
lead amount or whatever, you know, ELA, right? right? So they're focused on, I got this many leads from Realtor.com and this many leads from Zillow or Boomtown or whatever. You know, I'm getting this many leads a month, but they're not focused on the conversion of, you know, what is, what is your ROI, I guess, at the end of the day. It's like somebody buying real estate that all they want to do is buy houses and say, I own these houses and they're not right. focused on the ROI. Are these things making any money for them or not? Absolutely. Uh, that's, a, that's a really great analogy. Uh, and I would hope that there aren't too many people out there that have managed to do that. For, Tons of them, <laughs> though. <laughs> you know? <laughs> there are. That's true. Know, <laughs> that's true. And so, you know, we saw all of this going on in the industry at Rockerbox. And, and we also realize that consumer behavior has changed. You know, you mentioned something at the beginning of, of our, our conversation here where back in, you know, 20 years ago, you know, somebody picked up the phone and they called, you darn near had a client right there. Well, you know, this day and age, the access to information is virtually frictionless. You know, if I want to find out pretty much, you know, uh, with 100% accuracy information about homes for sale on the market in my area, I pull out this little computer in my pocket and, you know, start, start searching. You know, I don't have to reach out to a real estate professional. I don't have to get into a contact with somebody that knows and understands the market to get information anymore. So it's, it's an interesting needle that we're trying to thread here where we've got this overabundance of leads because people just want the access to the information whenever they want it. And we've got these real estate professionals who are sort of relying on outdated lead conversion models and tactics. And the, the place where we can actually intersect with the prospect and our future client is by changing the tactics in which we deploy to convert these online real estate leads. Because there are real buyers in there. There absolutely are real buyers in there. The, the thing is, we've got to interact with them differently. And we've got to be stronger and more focused and more dedicated with how we interact with them and how proactive we are in reaching out to them or else they're literally going to go with whatever agent presents themselves whenever they're ready to make a move. You know, Diana Kokoska calls it that moment where a buyer goes with a weak agent in a moment of weakness hmm. um, because they're just, they're just ready. You know, they're just ready. They know they're, they want to buy a Timing. house. They're ready to yeah. make a decision, Right. And so we have to be front and center with these buyers a lot, a lot, so that whenever they are ready to make a decision, we, we've already been there and been there in a big way. And so this is how, because uh, this was going to be my next question. I, I, I'm curious about two things, and we can handle them one at a time. And you're, you're, you're kind of addressing now, like, you know, how to deal or beat the bubble, right? Right. But then I'm curious as to what what the bubble is going to look like once it pops. So first of all, let, let me finish this conversation with you about how to, how to beat the bubble. What other ways can agents uh, beat this bubble or increase this 0.4 or 0.5% uh, possibility of, you know, closing a deal? Uh, you know, what, what can, how can they increase their conversion numbers? Yeah, so there's, there's a couple of ways. Um, you know, first and foremost – uh, let me just state that I think that online leads should only be one part of the equation uh, when it comes to uh, working a, a successful real estate team. So, for instance, the Heil Group, we went a third, a third, a third model, where a third of our business came from repeat and referral. A third of our business came from outbound prospecting, basically cold calling. And a third of our business came from Internet leads. So I think first and foremost, um, I, I want to make it clear that, that you know online leads should only be one piece of the equation for a successful real estate team because you should never have all your eggs in one basket. But that said, you know, to, to really make online real estate leads a successful part of your real estate team, you have to do a, a couple of key things, a couple of core things. So, so first and foremost, and literally, if you take nothing else from this podcast, the, the, um, the most successful thing that a real estate team can do to convert online real estate leads is call every single one of them within five minutes of registration. So um, at Rockerbox, we handle about 15,000 leads a month. 
And we're, our call center is open 80 hours a week, seven days a week. And so every single lead that comes into our system, 80 hours a week, seven days a week, we call within five minutes or less. Mm. And, and that's why so many teams choose to outsource to us because they just know that it's next to impossible for a real estate team to match that standard. Real estate agents are busy. They're doing other productive activities like showing homes or negotiating contracts or whatever else it yeah, is. Yeah, they, they do. can't. They just can't. And then they can sometimes, right? right? Maybe every five minutes, every hour or 10 minutes, every hour, but they can't. The reality of it is they can't all the time. You know, right. And, and once you get them on the phone, you're so much more likely to a qualify them right away and b schedule something uh, or, or, you know, wh- whatever it is, whether it's sending them listings or whether it's, you know, meeting them or, or showing them or whatever. So, yeah, because if you chunk up a level and you go back and, and really look at what the consumer experience is, you know, the consumer something is going on in their lives. You know, people only do things for two reasons. They're moving away from pain or towards pleasure, perceived at least. And so there's something in that person's life. Maybe they woke up that morning and they've got three kids and six dogs and four hamsters and nine cats and a 1,200 square foot house and they just decided they need a bigger place. Well, so if you're calling them when they've made that emotional decision to go online to seek out information about real estate and they were presented with that squeeze form that, and they gave in their information and you're calling them basically while they're still in that emotional state of mind, you're far more likely to engage them in a dialogue that's productive and insightful and identifies them as a real opportunity to sell them a home. Because if you wait even 10 minutes, and again, this is a statistic uh, from InsideSales.com, if you wait even 10 minutes from when they register, your odds of converting them drop by 400%. Jeez. Wow. I, I believe it, right? You gotta, Here's the thing, because, you know, chances are they're still online. That's the key. When people are online looking at houses, it's like reading a book or reading a magazine, right? They, they're hyper-focused on, on reading at that time. And if you're calling them, boom... You're like, hey, let's talk houses. Let's talk real estate. But 10 minutes later or one minute later, five minutes, whatever it is, the way people go now, very odd. It's very odd for someone to sit at, unless they're on vacation, sitting on the beach, read a whole freaking book in a day, right. right? And the same thing is with, you know, online with social media or looking on a website, very odd for someone to stay on the damn website all day looking at houses. They're going to be staying on for five minutes. Boom, you call them and that's it. And and guys, the reason we're, we're talking so much about this is because this is so much of the equation. It's, it's, it's like 80%. It was just, it was just being there while they're reading that book, while they're online is huge, you know, and without that, your chances dissipate massively, right? Yeah. So this is the analogy that we use over at, at Rockerbox, Pat, is we think of our team like the hostess in a restaurant. So let's say you're hungry and there's, you know, like the internet, uh, there's a million different places for you to go. Uh, you know, so in our, in our fictional restaurant universe, there's, you know, a million restaurants next door to each other. Well, you walk into a restaurant and, you know, if there's not a hostess there to greet you within a couple of minutes, you're gone. You're on to something else. Yeah. Uh, and, no, and you know, the, the, the agent is sort of like the waiter. You know, they never get the opportunity yeah, to like, serve hey, that person a meal. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, what, where, where, where are you guys going? Right. <laughs> right. And so, you know, we want to catch those people in that emotional state when they very first make that decision to enter into your ecosystem, because that gives Mm. us a greater likelihood that we're going to be able to retain them in our ecosystem, present them with a good impression of our team, present them with a friendly, warm, professional demeanor that indicates to them that, that we're a team that has our act together. Yeah. Now we don't get a hold of everybody in that first call. So over the next 21 days, this is the other super important piece of the equation. We call them 10 more times, send them four text messages, and send them four emails. So we're, we're kind of like a pit bull on a pant leg. We're not giving up, um, even if we don't make a, a connection with that person the first time. Because people are busy. 
people are, are literally bombarded with attempts to grab their attention. It's, it's like you wake up in the morning and the, you look at your cell phone and you've already got you know 15 notifications of Twitter this and Facebook that and email this and text message that. You know, you, you, people are absolutely bombarded with messaging and and you know attempts to uh, engage. So you've got to call these people a lot. You've got to engage with them a lot because it's not that they're avoiding you. It's that they're overwhelmed with all of the attempts to get in touch with them from all of the other places in the universe. And if you want to have an opportunity to identify them as a real buyer or seller, you've got to be there and keep being there and keep being there for when they're ready to engage with you. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, and th- and that's the other part of the equation, right? That's the other twenty percent or fifty percent or whatever it is, is is the massive, insane follow up. You know, right. so it's almost like a two part equation, right? Right. Uh, being there and two- so here's the thing. Th- this is awesome information. I agree with you hundred percent. But I can't let you <laughs> predict a bubble publicly. Okay. Without explaining, like what the aftermath looks like. What does this mean? When you say bubble, right? Everybody knows what happens when a real estate bubble pops. Everybody knows what happens when a stock market bubble pops. But what happens when a real estate lead bubble pops? How does it pop, right? Do, uh, you know, do agents suddenly all of a sudden start paying attention to their ROI or paying attention to how much money they're spending and saying, screw this, uh, you know, I'm going to, you know, stop spending and just, you know, get leads the old fashioned way or what happens kind of paint a picture for me. Well, so I think a couple of things will happen. So, um, much like real estate, you know, the actual sticks and bricks, that's an auction based system, right? You know, we're, we exist in a supply and demand marketplace where, you know, people only pay what they're, you know, what they're willing to pay for a piece of real estate. And, you know, if they're not willing to pay that much, technically the the value of that real estate goes down. Well, you know, Google and Facebook and a lot of these online ad marketplaces work the same way. Uh, They're basically trying to get realtors to pay as much as they think that they can get them to pay for access to these eyeballs of people that are looking for online real estate leads. So I I think one of two things will happen. One, you know, we'll see the price and the cost of access to potential real estate buyers and sellers drop in these marketplaces as people just kind of come to realization that, you know, they're not making money. The fewer, you know, fewer people will be in this space. And so that'll inevitably make the price drop. The second thing that I envision happening is that, you know, you'll have and it's, it's funny when I see all of these new, you know, kind of boomtown analogs continue to enter the marketplace, you know, I just think there will be some consolidation in the software side of the piece. You know, maybe some players don't make it, you know, maybe uh, there's some mergers and, or that sort of thing, but there just doesn't need to be, you know, 50 different software providers that give you a website that captures leads with a CRM tack, t- tacked on the back of it. Right. Hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. I can't, I'm trying to, conceptualize all these people all at once saying it doesn't make sense for me to do this anymore because I think that it's very addicting. Right. You know, it's very, you know, for them to be like, I don't have any lead. I don't have any leads. I need to get some buyers to sell houses to. Well, let me throw a couple hundred bucks this way or a couple hundred bucks this way. And the amount of money that people like Zillow and Trulia and, realtor.com have in their budgets to advertise to real estate agents, you know, is just massive. Right. They're constantly coming at you. So I think it will be something, Pat, where, you know, we'll continue to probably trend in the direction of, of more and more and more and more leads being generated. But, you know, it's, it's economic laws kick in at some point where you just can't continue to create you know, more and more sort of vaporware supply. You know, if, if these leads aren't really attached to real results, that, that just can't be sustainable forever. 
And maybe it will continue to be as is for a long, long time. And, and that's really why, you know, as entrepreneurs, one of the things that I know we talk about in our GoBundance group is, you know, we don't, we don't wish for the market. We, we work the market that we have. You know, we, yeah. we change our business in which to adapt to the, wor- the world and the way that it really operates. So, you know, at Rockerbox, we could sit around and talk about, oh, real estate bubble, it's going to, or real estate lead bubble, it's going to pop one of these days. Well, no, what we've decided to do is operate in a more efficient manner in an operationally excellent way in which to convert these leads on behalf of our clients, because that is the best way to interact with the market in its current state. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all, that's all you can do, right? You know, I know that, that, there's there's more and more I see this. I two things. First of all, we interviewed uh, Chuck Fazio uh, on the line. I think it was episode four one three. If you guys haven't heard that, uh, Chuck Fazio, he's out of Arizona, and uh, he's he's got a very uh, successful company. It's an independent company that does not uh, you know work with any of the syndicates or MLS hmm. for thirty days. So if you list your house with his company, you, that's part of their deal. Right? And then he has an intranet in the company to sell listings in-house at, and, and, the, and the seller benefits as the seller gets a discounted commission. And they put up a sign, they put up, uh, they advertise it online. And so what you have to, you, you guys thinking about this, what you have to realize is that when one of Chuck's companies and he has like 400 agents full-time agents right so this is not you know just one person doing this uh, puts a listing in the internet it's the only way you can find it i mean right now if i type in your home address i'm going to get zillow truly of realtor i'm going to get all of them right all at once they pay so much money to be at the top of those search engines but you type in this address in the chuck's you know in, into the system, it's going to show up as Chuck's company listing it. And the only way you can get information is to phone Chuck's company. And so therein lies this huge, you know, thing where his leads are back to 1997, probably, right? Quality, one right. for one. And if someone's calling, they're pretty serious. They picked up that 500-pound phone. They're pretty serious about that house. Right. They're not dilly dallying around. They're real buyers. So anyways, you'll probably see more of that. I know uh, just last week on Facebook, I heard this guy ranting about uh, there's a, another company and it wasn't Chuck's company, but it was another company. He, he was at it like Cleveland, Ohio, that is doing the same sort of thing, but on a more of a permanent uh, basis. Like they're they're And I don't know how they do it. I guess you have to have the right MLS to be able to do it because some MLSs automatically or some board of realtors automatically syndicate it if you put it in MLS. But if you don't put it in MLS, anybody can do it, right? Anybody can have an in-house listing if you don't MLS it. But anyways, so I'm starting to, uh, one guy was raining, what, you know, I know this is a big company and, and what does everyone feel? This is fair. This is not fair to the consumer because, you know, the consumer's missing out on all these leads and da, 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 da. And I think, in retrospect, when and talking to you today, uh, puts another answer to this guy's rant, which is uh, or comment that some someone comment is, yeah, they might be missing out on all these quote unquote leads, but those leads aren't even leads. You know, they're missing out on all these fathom leads, all these fagazi leads, right? <laughs> that are like right. that that are not even leads, and and. If somebody wants to buy that house or is interested in buying that house, the real leads, the seller's not missing out on the real leads, right? The seller's only missing out on fake leads because it can be found on the internet. It's just because it's not in Zillow and not in realtor.com doesn't mean it can't be found, right? Hmm. Does this make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I definitely see where you're coming from. And, and, you know, real estate professionals, I think, could could do a much more studious sort of review of how they're giving away their information, their hard-won information. You know, if, if the average agent thinks through everything that it takes for them to take a listing, just to turn around and turn that information over 
uh, and have it disseminated across thousands of websites, you know, that, that's, a, that's something that should give every real estate professional pause. That yeah. said, I think we have already, uh, we've already passed the point of no return, I think, as an industry where, you know, we've just been operating in a way where this information has just been given out. It's such a grand scale right. that... It's it's it would it would be too hard to put the genie back in the box. Well, yeah, and you and there's you always run into the challenge of the seller. Of you have to convince the seller. I mean, what Chuck has to do is convince the seller this is in your best interest. Now, an right. easy way to do that is drop the commission, right? Um, right. If it's sold in house, um, but you're always going to have, especially if the house doesn't sell right away or it takes a while to market, you're going to have sellers. How come I'm not on Zillow? How come I'm not on? realtor.com how come i can't find my how come you know what i mean why why am i not but if you can do a good job of convincing them then it it makes sense so uh, yeah it's interesting it's interesting i think it's easier in a seller's market right to convince a seller especially if you're only doing it for the first 30 days but if it's in a if it's in a buyer's market where it takes a long time a longer time to sell the house you're going to have sellers that want to be on all these syndicates, just like for years, we had sellers who wanted to be advertised in all the major newspapers and everywhere in all these magazines, even though the agents would say, hey, you know, that doesn't work. You know, those people end up buying other houses. So it's the same thing. It's the same old uh, challenge that a agents have. It's just changed from sellers wanting to be in all the magazines to now sellers wanting to be in on all the syndicates. Yeah, and and I definitely hear what you're saying with that, Pat. It, it still cracks me up whenever I see like the glossy magazine at the dentist office or whatever with you know the the luxury homes here in the Austin market. You know, it, it's, <laughs> I'm still waiting for that story where somebody's like, "Oh, you know, I saw your five million dollar listing in the in the dentist waiting room, and that's when I made the decision to and buy that house." It. Yeah. <laughs> now, so. I think it's interesting because much like almost every industry right now, technology is sort of fomenting this massive pace of change in the real estate industry. I mean, you, you talked about the real estate industry 20 years ago versus 10 years ago versus today. I mean, the cycle of accelerated technology and new players entering the market in, in all of these different realms has just massively increased during that period of time. And so I think that's another thing that that'll be really interesting to kind of see what happens over the next five to 10 years is what does the technology landscape look like? What are the new tools and, and tactics that real estate agents can deploy in order to be really successful and capture their unfair market share? Um, that's one of the things that I'm really excited to to look at. And especially because, you know, technology moves fast, but people move slow, you know, in the 20-year example that we talked about, really, again, the number of houses that sell every single year really hasn't changed that much, mm. um, you know, especially as, a, as compared to, you know, the changes in prices or the changes in, you know, the, all of the ups and downs of the economy that we've had and, you know, the, the changes in the number of online real estate leads. So I think it's really important to remember at the end of the day, you know, you can have all the whiz-bang tools that you, you that you want to, but it's still a people business. Yeah, it's and 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 here's another thing, and I don't mean to cut you off, but that number that really hasn't changed that much drastically in the course of the last eight years or so will change, because right now you got a lot of investor buys, right? Right. Which 15 years ago you you didn't have, and you got a lot of people buying because interest rates are low, which right. you know inevitably they're going to go up. So. You got some things that are going to change that number down inevitably. And so anyway, so guys, you hear to hear first. Sam Monreal, he, he has declared a bubble <laughs> in the real estate lead arena world, whatever you want to call it. Be curious what everyone else thinks. Uh, log on to hybendigital.com and let us know what you think. All of Sam's information as well as information on his incredible company, which has 30 full-time people constantly banging away at the phones at all times, answering leads on hybendigital.com backslash. And I know this isn't how you spell it, Sam, but I'm going to spell it the right way so it's easier for people to remember 
uh, when they're driving their car. Just go to hybendigital.com backslash rockerbox, R-O-C-K-E-R-B-O-X. Sam spells it without the without the vowels, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. R-O-K-R-B-O-X. <laughs> okay, there you go. Oh, you do use the O, huh? Uh, uh-huh. Okay, cool. Well, um, anyways, all that information will be there. Sam, you, you've been brilliant. I appreciate you coming on. I love this sort of engaging conversation. I think it's great for people to hear. Thanks so much. And I want to let you know, since we recorded this episode, Sam Monreal and Dale Archdeacon, who created, you know, one of the largest ISA teams in America, and I, uh, went to Austin, Texas and created a video course on how to build an ISA team from scratch. Everything you need to know about ISAs. We also created two other courses, one on inbound leads and one on outbound leads. And these guys are phenomenal with regards to, you know, what they do and the knowledge they have in this arena. So if you're interested in getting in on the beta test of these products, um, so you can test them out before we put them out there public, please send an email to rockstar at hyben.com. That's rockstar at hyben.com come and we'll put you on the list and uh, we'll give you half off uh, when they come out for Rebus University and I'm excited about that so I will see you in the near future Sam absolutely Pat thank you so much for the opportunity thank you for listening to real estate rock stars please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, A Real Estate Agent's Guide to Building Wealth and Creating Your Destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday. But in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.